In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Military Moms, this is not Sandra Beck, and this is not Tina Gonzalez. This is Robin Boyd, and I'm filling in for uh, Tina this week. We're sending you warm wishes, Tina. We're hoping everything is great. And Sandra is on her way in, so I'm keeping the chair warm for her until she can get here. She'll be here in just a bit. Um, Some of you uh, may not have had a chance to catch up on um, a couple of our last shows, so I thought that I would just take a minute and and just give you a little bit of a recap because the last couple of shows that we have had for you folks have been awesome. I have just enjoyed these shows so much. Last week, we had a gal named Marty Martin. She was from Operation Gratitude, and they have the most wonderful uh, website. They do an awful lot of care packages and support for soldiers um, and deployed people, um, and we wanted to just give them a little more information, give you a little more information about them. Their website, first of all, www.opgratitude, and G-R-A-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com. They have the most marvelous website, and they are doing um, some preparation right now because they're going to be sending tens of thousands of care packages overseas, especially with the holidays coming up. So if you and I have to pull up their website real quick because I've got to tell you what area in California they're in, but they are having some assembly dates. October 30th, for example, uh, is one of their assembly dates. They have a prep date on November 2nd, but on the 14th, 26th, 27th, or December 11th, if you'd like to give them a hand as far as... um, putting together some of these care packages. And one of the great things that we discovered last week when we were chatting with this gal was the fact that they have 50 items in each box that is sent to an individual, and they are personalized. And one of the most special things that they do include in these boxes are personal letters. And if there's any way any of you can take a minute and write to someone, this is the most appreciated thing that anybody can do. Some of the other ways to help, however, if you go to their website, you'll find out how to recycle some old phones. 
You um, might want to uh, check out Cafe Press if you're thinking of doing some holiday cards uh, between October 12th and December 5th. If you purchase something from Cafe Press, they will give 10% to Operation Gratitude. Um, if you have an old car, they, they will recycle cars and the money will get donated and there's a special number on the website for that. And if you own a business, there's certainly a way for you to participate and there's a whole section on business support. Most of all, letters, letters, letters. So take a minute and write a letter. It's just awesome. Tina, do I think you have joined us here? Yes, hi, how are you? Oh, Tina, great. I'm so glad to meet you. My name's Robin. This is Tina Nostera, and she's our guest today from Parental Wisdom. Thank Tina, you so much for having me. Well, it's really great to have you, and I'm so excited to meet you because <laughs> I'm a parent, and boy, oh, boy, haven't we all needed a little extra wisdom in, from time to time. It's um, <laughs> I've I've been enjoying looking at your website, and um, you just have a wealth of information there, don't you? Yeah, I think that's been collected over the years, and um, it's just experiences and it's thoughts, and usually, you know, when you see something wrong, it's an opportunity to say, oh, let me pay attention to that and, and fix it, so yeah, that's yeah. usually what we do. What was the inception of this whole concept? Oh, the inception of the concept was actually uh, when my children were very, very young. And my children now, by the way, are uh, my son will be 23. And oh, my. He's act- yeah, yeah, he's, he's actually uh, in the Army, stationed in Iraq. Is he and really? My- yes, yes. And my, and my daughter, Noelle, is a college senior. So if we go back to when they were little, there was an Internet, but it wasn't, as useful as it is today. So I did what every parent did, and I read all these books. And, and I found myself, more often than not, closing the book and saying, I don't 100% agree with this person. Yeah. So yeah. And, and yet, at the same time, I felt incredibly inadequate saying, well, wait a second, you could learn about anything. You could learn any, any topic you want. You could open a book and figure it out or go to a class. And there was nothing like that for parents. Right. But, but it made sense that there was nothing like that because... If we believe people are unique, then how could you write a book about someone who's <laughs> growing, building, right? So, um, so what happened was I, I, my background is kind of systems and processes, and I kind of tend to say, oh, I, I can't have a problem that I can't solve. i got to fix this. And so what I did was I started to think about what I really needed, which, and I don't think you know, I'm different than anyone else. Yeah. So I said what I really wanted was the access. If I have a problem with my kids, I wanted the access to multiple experts because I never found anyone I agreed with 100% of the time. Right. And, and didn't you find I, that when you, when you first had kids, everybody in the world had to tell you how to do it? <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion. That's yeah. amazing. Well, you know why? Because you're not the first. You're right. not the first person to do any of these things. And it's, it's, it's interesting because if you think about that context, you know, yeah, that's what we do. And when and when children are little, it's easy because the problems are pretty much, you know, how do I get them to sleep? How do I get them to eat? You know, yeah. uh, they're whining. So those are pretty vanilla kind of problems. Mm-hmm. But then as your children get older, what happens is that, well, you know, look at today where we have, um, you know, social media and we have cyberbullying. We have all these serious issues that you can't go to your mom for because they don't understand that. Well, that's for sure. And 
you know, so they can't, they can't relate to that. You know, they'll just say, oh, we'll tell them to be tough or whatever. But that's not the case because, as you've seen in the news, these things are quite serious. They follow children. The sure. other problem is we, we tend to go to our friends, our little social, our little village, whatever village we built. But here's the problem with that. What if your child does something that you don't want to share? What if your, what if your seven-year-old took money out of your pocketbook? All right. right. Now you're not gonna you're not gonna tell your friends that because you're breaking that you know I'm your I'm my child's advocate rule. So but but, but then where do you go? So what happens traditionally is people kind of you know brush these things under the rug. They don't quite address them because they don't know what to do. Parental wisdom gives them that place to go anonymously and for free to mm-hmm. get multiple solutions so they can figure out what's right for their child's situation. Hmm. And I'm sure over these 23 years uh, and counting, you must have had a gambit. Um, you must have had, do you still get surprised by some questions? I mean, do, do, I'm sure you get some standard questions, but do you still get sort of surprised and say, oh, I haven't heard that one before? Well, it's, it's um, actually, it's more heartfelt. In other words, I'll, I'll give you a great example. There was one particular night, I think it was a holiday, and uh, the questions come in, and, as, you know, it, there's a whole workflow process to it. But basically, you know, I'm, I'm acting, say, as an editor, and I look at the questions to make sure they're complete. Sure. And, and by the way, let me clarify that I'm not the expert, because I'm, I'm, if I'm an expert of my two kids, I feel, feel I'm lucky. But what we have is people, uh, about 100 people from all different backgrounds and disciplines, you know, child psychologists, nutritionists, um, all various backgrounds that volunteer their time and talent to respond to these questions. So when they, when they sign up, they check skill set. You know, let's just say they're experts in um, blended families or they're experts in self-esteem. So they check off certain skills. So when the question comes in, you read the question and you say, okay, this is really relative to um, bullying or something like that, and you find sure, out, sure. you see who comes back, and then you send it off to them. But it's one particular night, and it was really remarkable, two questions back-to-back. One of them was this um, stepmom who had her 16-year-old daughter who was in, involved in some really questionable behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really serious, and it was affecting the younger kids, and she was, like, stealing the car and lying to the family. It was really heartfelt. And the second question was a mom of six-year-old twins who said, I, I'm beside myself. I can't get them to clean up their room. Mm-hmm. And I thought, but you know what? To each of those parents, that's, that's a serious, they, they, they're right to give that attention. Right. Because, right. because the problem is, the problem is, what do you do when you first see something wrong? You've got to first have your instincts on and make sure you're aware that something's wrong. Right. And you've got to respond to that. And, and I think every parent does stop and say, all right, how, Am I going to handle this? Because, of course, we want to, our knee-jerk reaction, we realize, is probably not what we need to be doing. We need to sort of step back, take those <laughs> count to ten syndrome things and, and just kind of give it some thought before we react. And, of course, it doesn't matter how simple it sounds to someone else, it's very serious to that child and that parent at that given moment. So I can only imagine that every question that comes in has to be gauged and has to be uh, given some some real serious thought. Well, actually, the funniest thing was when I was starting this, um, 
people who were trying to kind of advise me, not, not unlike, not, not unlike, you know, that being different from parenting, people who were trying to advise me in kind of a business philosophy said, yeah. well, who's your target? Who's your target market? And I wow. said, well, it's parents. I said, it's parents. What, what do you mean? And they said, no, no, that's a ridiculous response. I said, what are you talking about? They said, well, no, you have to have, are you targeting young um, young parents or parents of young children or, and I said, no, I, I, and I said, I really disagree with them. I said, I think that when you're a parent, you're always a parent. Every and, parent. And I, and it's true. Every parent. <laughs> and I have older, older kids now myself and you're, you're always a parent. You're a parent from for forever. So and you I'm know, I know to... I was right about that. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to pick you up after the uh, after the break because we're we are going to take a commercial break. We'll be back with Tina okay. and Sarah. Okay. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Sucker Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Sucker Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus Not-So-Sucker was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Mom with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. I'm 
Military Moms. This is Robin Boyd, and I'm filling in this week for Tina. And I understand that Sanders has joined us. I am here. I apologize for getting on the show late, but I'm here and ready to go. Oh, we kept the chair warm for you. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope you didn't hit too much traffic. Not too bad, but a little bit coming back, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, at the in the first segment. I uh, talked a little bit about Operation Gratitude because I wanted to just sort of do a quick recap on on all of the events and things that they that they take care of. I just thought we had a great show, and um, I wanted to remind listeners all about that. And um, I was also going to remind everybody that November 11th up at uh, Concordia University is that awesome Veterans Day celebration. So Robin, you're so amazing. You know, it's just, and it's true. I mean, we've got that great celebration coming up, and we've put a challenge out to all other universities to make their Veterans Day something for veterans, both, you know, living and dead. And um, insofar as Operation Gratitude, I think it's really important to note that one of the big calls that they put out was for letters. So yeah. if you want to email letters into opgrat, O-P-G-R-A-T, at gmail.com, letters that can go to the soldiers, you can contact them to have your kids write um, letters to them or draw pictures. One of the things I did today was um, I spoke in front of our charter Girl Scouts, Robin. You'll love that. Did you? I did. I did as a Boy Scout leader. (laughs) (laughs) Great. It doesn't matter if you have boys. You can still be a Girl Scout. That's right. So I was Mm -hmm. a Boy Scout leader at the Girl Scout charter meeting, and we talked about great ideas of taking, you know, the kids' artwork. You know, our kids bring home so much artwork from school, and it's so easy with just a couple words written by your son and daughter to convert that into a really nice, you know, little piece of artwork or a letter that can be included into one of the Operation Gratitude boxes, I think. it means so much. It means so much, and instead of throwing them out or wondering what am I going to do with them, you can use it to really brighten somebody's day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a chance to chat a little bit at the first break, uh, first segment too, with Tina Nostera from Parental Wisdom. Isn't that Hi, how you doing? Hey, <laughs> Tina, isn't that just the greatest program? Really, it really is. Mm. And I was uh-huh. saying, boy, I bet she, I bet there's always something new coming around the pike. <laughs> there's always something new that, that says, oh, gee, but it, 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 she was saying that there are so many people. Now, Tina, say again, how many advisors and experts you have? We have nearly 100. But, but what I was, before you had a break, what I was saying was that, um, the funny part is when people didn't, you know, people thought this should just be for younger kids. I was like, I don't think so. So we have questions. We have a category there. If you look at the, the answered questions so you could see some of the things that happen, and there's a category called adult children. I remember the first time I got, you know, a question, my 33-year-old child, and you just say, wow. But it's the truth because now what's happening is the grandparents are writing in saying, you know what? I don't like the way my kids are raising their kids. So you have, a, you know, this kind of intergenerational issue. So, Well, it's true. And I think um, where you have so many people um, with so many backgrounds and so, mu- so much expertise behind you, that just has to be a comfort to any parent who turns to your, to your website and to your, um, to your uh, service. And you said everyone is volunteering? 
I'm sorry, what? You said everyone volunteers their yeah, time? Yeah, they, they, they volunteer their time and their talent because we believe that it's really a very altruistic uh, notion. You know, I mean, if you think about it, it's quite simple. If mm-hmm. we're better parents and we raise good people, well, then we'll have a better society. So it's, it's really fixing the problems before they even start. That's wonderful, yeah. Well, and it's so funny when you think about reinventing the wheel. You know, it's like we've been having kids for the millennium, and, you know, the idea that we bring together a collective wisdom, you know, what's what's amazing to me is I can't believe this hasn't been done sooner. True. Well, actually, the, the funny thing is because it wasn't, and, and I, you know, you and I had spoken about this because it wasn't, and it was unique and novel and never been done before, this is the only place where you can get this, and it's protected by two U.S. patents. So there's a, there's a business patent on parental wisdom. Now, uh, when did you, you have a book, at least one book, if not more, but mm-hmm. you have, um, when, if you said you kind of had this idea about 23 years ago, when did the book come along? Oh, the book came along a few years ago. It's called mm-hmm. Because Kids Don't Come with Manuals, and it's I really it. kind of a fun conversation. You know, it's, it, it, it's as if we sat down over a cup of coffee and we just started talking about all kinds of subjects about um, teaching kids about money and, and about the way they should play, because I'm a big, huge proponent of children playing. I just think that we've uh, lost that, and it's yeah. so important. You know, so everybody's very, uh, we're all afraid right now, so we, we kind of, our children are in because we're afraid to let them go out and play. But the truth is, you know, a child goes out to play, they learn so many lessons, you know, they learn about leadership and they learn about fairness, and it's the stuff that they really can't be taught in school right. or, or at home. They really need to be in that moment. So. Right, but, right. And I think so many times um, we are in an ambitious mode and we're looking at technology, we're looking at um, advancements and we're not realizing the value of play and that in and of itself is so important. Kids need that time to learn how to express themselves, they need to learn how to uh, communicate. I think one of the things, and I'll, I'll revert back to Girl Scouting, one of the things that we really are strong on is not only the leadership component, but that pluralistic uh, and d- diverse approach to everybody is different, but everybody um, it, it has, is special because they have a difference. And being able to be accepting and being able to listen to other people, that is so important. And where else do they learn all of that but at the very beginning when they start to play with each other? Well, and I think what we're talking about, too, is unstructured play because when I look right. at a lot of the play that, you know, my kids are four and seven now, and I look at the difference. I mean, we were told, you know, go outside and play. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't anything for us to play with. We ran around the woods like Indians. We sat yeah. in trees and yeah. ate fruit. And I mean, we really just ran wild and dug for, like, arrowheads, for Indian arrowheads. And, you know, out here, play is, well, you go to math camp or you go to basketball right. camp right. and you go to soccer, and everything is structured. Yeah. And Or it's video games. And there's very few times when you just go, hey, guys, get outside and play. And I bet yeah. if you took most kids today and told them to do that, they'd be in tough shape. Yeah, they, they actually they actually don't know what to do. And I had done I had done I do a lot of uh, 
uh, public speaking on the topic of play, and I, I said to these parents, and, and by the way, the more affluent the community, that, that that's much harder because, again, it's this striving to achieve. So so they've taken that away from the kids. And, and um, you know, one of my favorite sayings is uh, it's like, you know, some parents are so afraid that children are going to miss out on something they do. It's their childhood mm-hmm. because they're so busy. And um, so so I, I spoke at this at this program and this father was sitting there and he called me up a few weeks later. He said, you know, I, I listened to you. And he said, and I, he coached his daughter's seven-year-old softball team. He said, and after the season was over, I said to the parents, let's let the girls just get together. Let's just sit down and let them play. And it, he said it was the oddest thing because all the parents sat down and sitting in their chairs and the girls did not know how to start. Oh. And the parents kept trying to get up, and he said it was. It was. He said it was so painful. He said, and we just. I kept saying to the parents, "Sit down, sit down. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. try to save them." And eventually, the girls got it together. And but you know what? But that's what it. That's what it's about. It's like some leader is going to arise. But that's what happens. That's life. Yeah. So we we have to let the kids. You know, we have to let them do these things. And it's funny because today, the blog I have today is on, um, it's interesting, it's on making friends, which is part of, we're all getting together and writing a collaborative book. It was interesting, it was inspired, I was inspired by this by a Michelangelo quote. He was asked how he went about carving an angel from a marble, you know, a piece of marble. And he said, Uh I see the angel and I just want to set it free. And I thought, well, isn't that great? And I thought, as parents, what if we, this is, this is interesting, you know, my friends, children are having, they're having children now, and I'm looking at them, and they're no different than I was, completely yeah. clueless, you know, I mean, really, we're all the same, so I thought about it, and I said, you know, they're going to blink, and they're going to be at a high school graduation, and, and yet, all this time is where you could decide the kind of person that you want to raise, what kind of qualities, for example, right now, you know, my children are pretty much adults, and, and I'm proud of who they are, I really am. I I think I was conscious about it, but I thought, you know, I, what do I want to see in a person? I want I want to see empathy, and I want to see kindness, and I want to see self reliance. So we're writing about these things, and it's sort of like reverse engineering your child. Yeah. So we're very excited. And by the way, this book is going to be given away free to all Parental Wisdom members, and Parental Wisdom membership is free. So guys, this is a no brainer. Get on yeah, there. Yeah. Become a member. You know, because it's really it's it's. It's fantastic work that we do, and we do it because we so believe in it. Every one of us is completely passionate about this. So, um, and how many of everybody. you are are collaborating for this? Uh, twenty five of us. It's, that's, we're kind of playing around with the title, like you know, twenty five, because we think that you know, twenty five is really, by the way, when you're done. Like if you, if you, you know, if it was a, a pop up timer on us, it's going to go <laughs> at twenty five because because the brain doesn't finish developing till around then. You know, right. everybody thinks. Right. Everybody thinks. Oh well, they're they're teenagers. Well, we all know that's not true. And then you figure, okay, well they're in college, but again, their brain doesn't finish developing. In fact, a funny sidebar: you have to be in many states and in many companies twenty five to rent a car. Because oh. Yeah. Car companies were aware of this rule. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it just makes sense. It does make sense. Well, Tina, this is just so exciting to get to know you, and uh, we are going to have another break coming up very shortly. Um, And I want to remind everybody that Tina's website is www.parentalwisdom.com. 
com. Is that correct? dot com. And uh, she also has a blog slash blog. You can get there from the website or uh, go right to the blog. Your blog is delightful, and I see you've been writing for quite a while. So I have some catching up to do to start reading some of these. Uh, (laughs) They're delightful, and it looks uh, they're so enjoyable. And boy, can't we all relate to them! So we are coming back in a few minutes. We're on Military Mom Talk Radio with Tina Nocera. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Vision Onward is a mission. Vision Onward is passion. Vision Onward is compassion. It's God's power being shown in the world today with the guidance of the Holy Spirit through Jeff Holly and his family. And now, it's here on Toginet, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central. Vision Onward began over three years ago when Jeff and his family felt that after sitting in a church for years, they had come to a place in their faith where they were tired of sitting around and talking about their faith. They actually wanted to do something about it. So they decided to use their time, treasures, and talents that God had blessed them with to help those who have, by no choice of their own, been born into a world of poverty. So they walked away from the American dream, which they realized is actually a nightmare, so they can help others find hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. For more on Vision Onward, go to visiononward.org. This is truly a God-led adventure of the heart and humanity, making a difference for Christ. It's Vision Onward with Jeff Holly, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod, Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togenet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Togenet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck coming to you live with Robin Boyd, who is talking from Tina Gonzalez this week. Robin, we're thinking of her. We're thinking of her. We're keeping the chair warm for her, too. We are. We are. Now, uh, we're here with Tina Nacera, which is this amazing, amazing woman who has put together a parental wisdom site. And I know as 
being a single mom and fairly new to motherhood. I'm not a seasoned mother like you guys. Um, you wrote a book, Tina, called Because Kids Don't Come With Manuals, which, you know, to me just tickles me pink. Um, because I'm a manual reader. I will actually read the manual when I buy software or buy a new product. I actually read the manual. And um, and it is so true that, you know, kids do not come with manuals. And, and things change so much from generation to generation just with the advent of technology. You know, our kids are playing Wii. They're on the computer at three years old. You know, some of the issues that I struggle with as a single mom of two young boys are things that I ask my mom or other women who have raised their children and they're like, uh, I got nothing because, you know, some <laughs> technology <laughs> wasn't available. And, right, um, exactly. Yeah. And also, too, for our military moms out there, you know, many of the moms are struggling with their first-time deployments, and they're raising kids um, for the past couple years now with multiple deployments versus, you know, 10 years ago we didn't have military action like we see today where, mm-hmm. where especially our reservists being called up, um, our reservists are working very hard in very, very long deployments. And so you have... Now a, a lot of military families led by one parent trying to figure everything out. And what a great resource this is because think about some people who are just settled into a base and their their spouse is gone and they feel probably very alone. And what a wonderful, uh, comforting thing to know that there is someone they can turn to. Absolutely. And now, Tina, you have military involvement yourself, I understand. Yes, my son, uh, my son Michael, will be 23, and he's in Iraq. And this was our first, our family, we're not a military family, so um, this is all very new to us. And, you know, I know that some of Michael's, you know, um, you know some of Michael's um, uh, colleagues are, have families and have young children, and I thought, oh, my gosh, how do they do, you know, I, it, it's opened up a new world for me that I wasn't really aware of before. So I thought if, if anybody you know, has a problem thinking about what am I supposed to do with this, this situation or that situation with my child. How do you do it when you're alone and, and your, you know, your spouse is, is thousands of miles away? You can't reach them. You know, it's not as if the spouse is at work and you could say, well, let me call you and see what to do about this problem. You can't do that. Right. So you're really right. on your own, and it's, uh, I would imagine it's so challenging. So I would, I would love for these, these military families to know about this resource. Well, especially because, you know, when you live on base, like Tina, you know, Tina lives on base and, and or close to base, and there's a huge military community for some of these bases. But for other bases, you know, particularly around the United States, um, there are a lot of off-post families that might be the only military family in their neighborhood. So it's really hard for people to resonate with with their issues that they're having. I mean, for example, like I live in a very Christian community. There's very, very low divorce rate. I'm, you know, one of the few single moms in my neighborhood, if not the only single mom on my street or in my area. And it's hard when I try to ask people questions like, well, what do you do in this case? And they look at me and they don't have an answer. And when you have a military family, and they might be one of two military families that are in a neighborhood some of the issues that they're facing, there's not a whole support network out there for them to choose from, and parental wisdom really can give them that opportunity. But you know what the thing is, though? Even if you do, this is the important part, even if you do have a support community, okay, again, there's things that you just don't want to share with people. You know, there's things that are very private to a family, and if you don't 
know where to go with them, then you just kind of bottle those things up or sweep them under a rug. And I, and I think that you have to think of parental wisdom as a place where you go, you get to anonymously, anonymously put a question out there, and then you get back these multiple expert answers. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, and you get to construct what you feel is right, you know, for your child and situation. So that's something that even, you know, the moms groups and all that, they, they can't do that because sometimes your children do something you just don't want to share. Absolutely. Well, I love what you said about the multiple answers, you know, because when one of my sons was struggling a little bit with uh, some blended family issues on the father's side, the father has a girlfriend and she has children and they're all living together and, you know, there's a bunch of issues going around that, you know, I definitely do not want to go to the local coffee shop and talk about, you know, air my dirty laundry, what problems am I having. Um, but conversely, you know, I go to a psychiatrist and talk to them, a child psychologist, like, you know, what do I do, what do I do, and I get one voice. And sometimes I'm right. like, right. you know, exactly. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to follow that. I know that's conventional wisdom, and I understand that you're trained in this, but I'm also trained in my kids. And, um, well, you know, uh, I, you know, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, one of the things, one of the first, this is kind of funny because I think I've even cited this on my patent, but when the kids were little, we all, everybody has problems with putting the kids to sleep, you know. So I, I read Ferber's, you know, the Ferberizing thing, right, you know, how to get your child to sleep through the night. And I remember that I spent fifteen ninety five on the book and I spent three nights sleep. Well, I really didn't care about the fifteen ninety five, but, you know, when you're a mother of young, of, of newborns, <laughs> <laughs> the sleep is something you don't get back and you don't appreciate it. But I remember reading that book, closing the book, and saying, I totally disagree with this man. Now, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody out there who follows that, but my point was that I went, I read what this guy wrote. So I spent all that time developing that, and then I said, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I did what I wanted to do, and I said to the kids, okay, you know, you can come in, but you got to sleep on the floor, because I knew something instinctively told me that if I shut the door, what am I really saying? I'm really saying, okay, it's, uh, you know, lights out at 9 o'clock, and by the way, now I'm not dealing with these problems. That's what I took it as. And you know what? i got to tell you that we have a great relationship with our adult children because we never did that. And we, we didn't do that because instinctively it didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. So, well, and so I the experts, you. you know, the experts are experts to a point. Right. Right. And I think well, that even, um, I, I was a, a early ed teacher. Every child learns differently. Every parent is going to learn differently, too, as far as what's best for their child. And it's true. Every child is going to take on uh, a different attitude, a, a unique um, way of learning, or just because they are their own personalities. They are going to express themselves differently. They're going to uh, have different needs. They're going to have different anxieties. And you have to just kind of tune into that as a mom or a parent and say, all right, I think I'm getting what this is all about. I think the big thing sometimes is that one behavior is all well and good, but what's that underlying thing that's causing that behavior? Exactly. And but, but, that out. Well, that's what I like to call, you know, the little hairs that stand up on the back of your head. Yes. And as yes. a parent, you have to be totally aware of a change in behavior. Yes. And you've got to respond to that, whatever it is. You know, like, I'll give you a silly example. This book that we're working on right now, this um, uh, book about kind of reverse engineering your child, but, but we're working on the title. But it's like 25 qualities and 25 experts writing about it. And it's funny because 
I, I, when my, when my kids were little, I would see something that I didn't like and say, you know, it's ridiculous. I, I would have this thing on the refrigerator called value of the month. Now, I'm making this up as I'm going along. No, right? <laughs> and I said, I said, oh, I got this little, little kind of selfishness and I was like, oh, gratitude. Gratitude is the value of the month. Yes. And by, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had fun with it. And I, but I, what I was saying to them was, I'm aware of your behavior and if I don't like what I say, we're going to change it. We're going to pay attention to it and change it. It's kind of like, like you know, you buy two plants and, and you water one and you take care of one and you, whatever. Some people talk to their plants and the other one, if you completely ignore it, it's gonna it's gonna just wither away. So you want to pay attention always to what's going on with your child. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, that thing about the two plants, you know, is so valuable because for somebody like me who's a fairly new mom, you know, there's a lot of peer pressure from the other moms, you know, from not only the, you know, the voracious reader new moms to the I've seen it all, done it all, been there all, you know, mothers of six that, you know, are so willing to come and give us advice for everything under the sun. And, you know, I've used basically the same methodology for both my kids. And, you know, there was an issue with diapers in my little one. Um, the older one, he just woke up one day. I don't remember even what age he was because I think that's a big thing with young parents. Oh, my kid was potty trained at this age. No, mine was at that age. And it's, you know, I never bothered to keep track of those benchmarks. But one day he just took his diaper off. He was done. The other one I had to wrench out of his lifeless fingers. He was like, coming on four years old. You weren't going to give up that diaper. And But the same thing with the sleeping habits. Everybody said, don't let your kids, you know, come into bed with you. And, you know, I still have a problem with my older son wanting to come into bed with me. But my little one, he just was like, no thanks. Yeah. And I was like, right. you know. Here's two kids in, in roughly the same family dynamic, you know, for the period of this development right. and growth. And, you know, one of them won't give up his diapers and the other one won't get out of my bed. And, right. you know, and the other, you know, and flip-flop, and you have two plants growing in the same environment. And, you know, I think having a place to go where there's parental wisdom shared collectively, so you can see that, you know what, some of the stuff is just the way it is. And, you know, it's funny because when I was building this thing, um, people kept trying to compare it to whatever, like, mommy sites were out there. And I said, you know what? No, the difference is this. I, I trust. I trust other moms. But when I see these expert answers, they're rooted in study. They're rooted, there's a foundation there. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm saying that what they're basing their opinion on, and that's what it is. It's an opinion, okay, is in some kind of discipline and study. So, so when I read all these other things, it was like, you know, when moms respond to other moms, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. Well, thanks a lot. What's that doing for me? You know, that's not helping me to, to be right. commiserating with you. And, and, again, the, the more important issues were, let's right. talk Listen, I'm gonna for about to what kind of... Off. Tina, Tina, i got to oh, cut oh. you off here. We need to go to commercial break. We're here with Tina Nacera of Parental Wisdom. Check out her website. It's at www.parentalwisdom.com. I also encourage you to go on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and look up her book because kids don't come with manuals. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with my co-host Robin Boyd, and we will be back with you after the break.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hi, Military Moms. Welcome back. We are here with our host, Sandra Beck, and we're here with guest Tina Nastera from Parental Wisdom. We are just having such a great conversation today, ladies. This has just been such an eye-opener. And I don't care if you're a brand-new mom or a mom as old as I am. (laughs) We are just really having such a great conversation. Well, Rob, it's just so much fun to host the show with you. I mean, I just, I feel like I'm on vacation. I could just sit here, put my feet up. You're so good at this. And I just really appreciate you. I guess I like to talk. Hey, you that's know where it comes great from. Thing. We just all like to gab and just talk. And, but we talk about such interesting things, Sandra. We really do. We do. Well, and that's like, it's so funny because there's times when, you know, Robin and I are friends, obviously, outside of the show and outside of work. And, you know, she has such great insight into people and into parenting. And sometimes I'll be like, Rob, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. And, you know, to have that trusted advisor in my life is so valuable. But it's like parental wisdom gives us a lot of trusted advisors and allows us to really target a question, um, you know, to to the parental wisdom team, if you will, to get, you know, a lot of great advice. Who knew we had 100 people sitting there waiting for us to answer our problems? <laughs> I would love that. Just your hundred, sit around, wait for me to come with some parenting questions. And, um, you know, but as parents, we want to do the best we can for our kids. Absolutely. 
So, Robin, you had some um, you had a question that I thought was really good about the good parenting seal. Yeah, I saw that on the website, Tina. What what is the good parenting seal? Well, the good parenting seal, in a nutshell, is kind of like if the Oprah Book Club met the Good Housekeeping seal. Hmm. And this this came about um, a, a couple of years ago. I was I was having dinner with some very very top child psychologist people, really. People who are brilliant in this field. And we're sitting around this table, and everybody's introducing themselves. And I'm Dr. So-and-so, and I wrote an 800-page dissertation. And the next are Dr. So-and-so, and they all went around. And by the time they got to me, my head was spinning, and I said, I'm just a mom, and I haven't read, I haven't read anything you've written, and I think I'm the person you're trying to help. And by the way, folks, the only 800-page book a mom is going to read is Harry Potter. Yeah. And, and when I, when <laughs> and I'm even driving then we're going to skip pages when we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I'm driving back, I'm thinking, you know what? That's that's really that's right. I mean, when you write to parents, you've got to understand that we have an incredible one thing we have in common. I don't care who you are. We have a lack of time, and we have a need for information. But the information has to come in the form that we can digest it. So I, I in, in my book, I wrote tons of what I call these, you know, quick reference guides, and I and I said. That you, you print them out. There's all this kind of free stuff on the site, by the way, too. But you print them out. You put them in the most valuable piece of real estate in this country. You know what that is, ladies? The American refrigerator door. Yeah. Because on the American nice refrigerator door, I mean, that is the valuable. That's your. That's the kids' pictures and report cards and artwork and appointments and everything is there. And you know what should be there? You know, there's this this quick reference got to have is you know you know ten important things you know when you become a parent or or you know just remember to you know let the kids go out and play just little pearls of wisdom when and when you close the refrigerator you go oh yeah that's right I'm supposed to be the parent you know so it, it helps you to just keep that in mind so the good parenting seal I wrote to the patent office and I said I want to get a certification mark so now when somebody submits a book or or um, a DVD or some form of media in the area of parenting help, the Parental Wisdom members, we evaluate it for things like, is it helpful, is it actionable, and by the way, if you have to take out a thesaurus, it's not going to get the seal. Yeah, yeah, and I'm noticing on your website, you have um, a recommended website page that has a Mm -hmm. ton of things on here, and all of these have received that seal from you? No, no, that's recommended websites. The Good Parenting Seal is a separate page. So, you know, people... I, I, I look at those sites because they could be helpful. It could be some. Yeah. It could be some mom who put out a site, and you know, you just want to help each other. You know, promote each other. But um, the Good Parenting Seal is an actual. This is not some fake mommy award. This is a real, you know, U.S. Patent Authorized Certification Mark. I so it's see. quite serious. So all these books on that page will have received that seal from you. From the members, and actually, I have to tell you, they they take this. I'm very proud of them because they take it quite seriously. Um, it's it's hard to say to somebody, "I'm sorry, you didn't get it." Yeah, but yeah. The parents, the parents have the final word. Well, I can also imagine that um, if somebody is putting something out, they think that that's that's it, and if it's not reaching the the people that you are trying to reach, then obviously they're. Um, you have to find the books that are going to be proponents of of your mission. I guess that's exactly. what I'm kind of roundabout way to kind of say. Yeah, because we have to. You know, the the objective is is to help parents. Period. Yeah. It, there's no right. great you know mystery here. That's what we're about. 
Right. By the way, right. what I wanted to bring up, if I could, is, is the kind of questions that we get, you know, so you could just understand. A lot of them, believe it or not, like, you know, when we started, I had no idea what kind of questions that were going to come in. Uh, some of them are normal questions, as you would suspect, you know, four-year-old, um, you know, uh, be behaving immaturely in preschool or something like that, which blows my mind because, of course, a four-year-old is behaving yeah. immaturely. But, okay, let's not go there. But uh, now, a lot the of parents are behaving immaturely in preschool. That's, that's a whole right. different yeah. conversation. But, but it's a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of it's really relationship-related, you know, like, you know, um, uh, blended family issues. It's very, you know, really, really challenging. Um, a lot of questions related to teens, Mm-hmm. And um, parties and drinking and texting and uh, parents saw something on their kids. Uh, uh, current question that came in actually: a parent saw um, the child on the child's cell phone or email or something that there was a potential uh, sexual encounter with with the fifteen year old, and the parent said, "I don't know, I, you know, I don't know what to do." So. Our experts came back and they're weighing in and they're saying, "Look, you know, these are these are different things. This is the conversation you should have with your child, and it's it's good stuff because, you know, I mean, where are you going to go with that?" Yeah, yeah, and and that's scary because you're right. Who you can't just go and ask your neighbor about stuff like that because their child might have also been involved in it, and that's that's something that's really another difficult thing because. You don't know what that parent is is introducing to in their family. So, um, well, that's, actually, that's a really if I may, that's a really interesting point you just made because that's a challenge. Because now yeah. your friends, you know, your little kids went to school and they went to nursery school and grade school, and all of a sudden, the friend who you would go to for advice, yeah, is some off the wall thing, and you just sit there and you go, "Oh my God, how am I reacting to this? I would never do that." Yeah, but that's what happens is you've got different parenting styles and values. I'm not saying somebody's right and wrong. I'm saying it just doesn't agree with what you would do. Exactly. So, so that's a problem. And then, by the way, if you did trust somebody and talk to somebody, all of a sudden now you've got to report back to them. Well, who said that's okay? Right, right. I remember the issue of curfews. And as far as my children were concerned, my feeling was that as long as I know where you are, I don't want you driving 500 miles an hour because you told me you'd be home at 11. If you're going to be home at 11.05 or 11.10, pick up a phone, call me, tell me you're leaving now and you're on the way. Whereas there would be some kids who just were going to really get it if they walked in at 11.01. So um, I had to make sure that my kids understood what my rules were and what our expectations were, not um, saying that the other parents were wrong, but I had to say this is what I'm expecting of you and this is what I'm communicating to you because I have this disagreement, and, and that was kind of the way we handled things. But it is well, hard because you can't not agree with another parent. <laughs> well, wait, how about we're just going to throw a bone into this, you know, the monkey wrench or whatever, into the clockwork. But now try, you know, the situation that I'm in where you have two, well, a single parent and then another set of parents. And both have different ideologies. We're different religions. We have different cultural values. We have different moralities. 
you know, they're just different. And so you've got these two little kids that go from, you know, one set of rules in the household to another set of rules, and it gets really dicey because part of me yeah. wants to go, hell no, that's insane. You would yeah. never do that, but I can't do that because it's the ex-husband and the ex-husband's girlfriend. You know, you don't want to confuse the kids, but it's really a challenge whether it's your neighbor or, you know, blended family issues. Now you have that same thing doubled. Exactly, and that's, that's a lot of... That's a lot of the kind of questions that we get, Sandra, you know, so it's a big deal. But, but the other part of it is, like, we had the, we have the oldest kids in the family, so we're, like, everybody's watching us, like, what we're doing <laughs> right, what we're doing wrong. And I remember one time um, uh, I had my brother-in-law and sister-in-law over, and my kids were going out to a party, and I said, okay, call me when you get to the party yeah. from the house, from the house. So I want to see on caller ID the, the, the number. And, it, you know, my son gets there, and he calls from the house, and I said, okay, um, I see the number, so now I have it. I know where he is. I said, put Mrs. So-and-so on the phone. You know, my sister was watching all this, and I said, okay, um, hi, you know, and I knew her not really well. I kind of knew her very, a little bit. And I said, okay, I want to make sure that Michael's invited. Oh, yes, he, yes, he's invited. I want to make sure a parent is home. Oh, yeah, obviously you could see I'm here. And I said, and I want to make sure there's no alcohol. And there's dead silence. Oh, no. And, and she said, of course, like, like indignant, indignant. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I, I just wanted to make sure of that. And I hang up the phone, and my sister-in-law said, that was really awkward. I said, you know what? You're right. It was awkward. But it was a lot less awkward than a police officer knocking on my door, right. telling me my child was arrested or is, is in, a, on a, in a hospital or worse. I said, exactly. so if you have to figure out, I've got to have an awkward conversation. I'd rather have that one. That's for sure. And we've, we've had phone calls at 2 a.m. saying, Mom, I, I need a ride. And I've told them any time, you, you just need to um, know that, that you, you call. I guess kids, be, letting kids be proactive and letting kids have that responsibility and understanding, that's just giving them the biggest gift in the world. Yeah, it does. It really does. Oh, you know, thank we, goodness for having parental wisdom around so that yes. we can go somewhere at 2 o'clock in the morning and look up answers or, you know, submit answers. I mean, that's just really a valuable resource. Absolutely. Well, I hope, I, and you know what, if your if you're military parents sign up, I want to send them a bumper sticker, that says, oh, which, which is oh, something oh. I believe in, which is proud parent of a good person, and isn't that our goal? Well, we want to send everybody to www.parentalwisdom.com. Tina Nasser has been our guest this evening, and we've just had a wonderful conversation, Tina. Thank you for for spending some time with us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, Sandra, let's um, send Tina Tina Gonzalez some warm wishes. We will. We'll send her some parental (laughs) wisdom wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Take care. And I hope everyone has a great week. Um, We'll see you next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. Bye-bye.